It's the Machine of Nonsense, episode 12. I'm joined by Kayla and Mike today. I'm Eric, your host. How's it going, Mike? Uh, happy holidays to you both. It's it's going well. And uh, Yoshi's Island is not a Mario game. No. How are you, Kayla? I'm doing good. Doing good. Nice. Yeah, as Mike uh, teased, it's Mario Day, March 10th. And I don't know. Is Yoshi's Island a Mario game? Eh, we'll see. But uh, you guys will be hearing this on the 12th, so it doesn't matter. What have you been checking out lately, Mike? A bunch of movies lately. Uh, nothing, not really playing anything. Uh, we'll talk about the movies in a bit, but uh, checked out that Monster Hunter presentation a couple days ago, and uh, really excited to uh, to play that when it comes out. It comes out the 26th, I think, so about that soon yeah yeah i gotta get on that train i think i gotta get there and ride it yeah <sighs> how about you kayla i know you started uh ratchet and clank how, how's that treating you i did start ratchet and clank um awesome. i didn't get very far i don't know maybe if i had to put levels on it i would say like level three <laughs> i'm not a fan of flying i can't i can't do it oh okay Oh, is there like there's like little flying sections in between worlds in that? I can't remember. Um, there was a flying section uh, early on, like where you're just trying to okay. shoot bad guys. But yeah, it was it was hard for me. <laughs> uh, up is down, and down is up, and oh, it's, it's inverted. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a pain. I, they don't have an option for that to swap. Uh, my option was make Eric do it, so. <laughs> ah, good option. Yeah. That's, I'm, that's I'm an inverted controls guy. I, I I find anyone who can't deal with inverted flight just, uh, I don't know, a maniac. Flying's always hard for me, even in Spyro. Flying was oh, hard okay. for me. I played a little of that, uh, the remakes of Spyro recently with Greg. Yeah, they're cute and, and uh, colorful. I, I like them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fun. This is your first Ratchet yep. game, right? Yeah, first time? Yep. I don't know anything about Ratchet and Clank, to be quite honest. It's a perfect jumping on point, because it's kind of just a reimagining of the first game, from from what I understand. So Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, I, I thought I've just been watching, and like I'm, I'm a little blown away. I'm, I'm digging it way more than I thought. Definitely not my type of game, I think. But the humor is is all, all Eric. Uh, big fan. And there's even like fourth wall like breaking stuff about it being like a reboot or whatever i don't know what they're talking yeah. about but it's still yeah. funny like it's still like tongue-in-cheek so yeah i'll see you next time they decide to reboot us yeah <laughs> yes yeah okay that's right. cool right i like that self-aware kind of stuff that launched alongside that animated movie and i've never i've never watched that yeah yeah, they so, even like mention maybe. it in the in the game. They say like, "Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is a that. game based on a a hollow video or something." That's all right. Right. Cool. That's funny. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of movies too. We'll get into them in in the uh, in the movie section because we're going to be doing a little bit of quick reviews on on a couple things that we've all been checking out. Uh, but first, we'll get into into the news. Um, Heavy, heavy rumors uh, on a, a Switch Pro dropping. A new uh, 4K OLED screen, Switch, larger, I think 
seven inch screen from the six and a half or so screen. Um, Wait, four. Uh, okay. Two. Yeah, I think you. I think you're you're right there. And this coming after um, the Switch Lite uh, was recently released as well. Um, but it's all coming from like uh, small screen. It's all coming from like uh, business analysts and stuff like that. I haven't really seen anything specifically from Nintendo, so it's all still still rumors at that. Do, do you? Uh, everything I've read, they've just said like, yeah, this is basically happening. Like, you know, Nintendo's going to do this at some point in the year. It, are you that confident? I mean, the story broke. Uh, excuse me, broke at uh, Bloomberg, so that's where that's where the Shry Dogs at Jason Schreier. So, uh, yeah. I, I, this has been a rumor for a couple of years now, and it seems like it's finally coming to a head. Where uh, they gotta, they gotta do something. They have the most popular machine out there, and it's kind of chugging along with some of these ports and things like that. Maybe get a little more power in it somehow. So, Kayla, live on the air, I need you to tell me: Do we wait for the Switch Pro, or do we get a current model Switch? <laughs> I need you to tell me. If you could tell me, hey, Switch Pros are coming out this year. At this time, I would be able to answer that. It won't be this year. Jason Trier, man. I don't think. He's a a guy. I mean, like, Holiday would be the ideal, I think, if you can get anywhere near Holiday. I would think, I don't know, it just, it would be so neat to have that five-year gap, like, in March of 2022 or something. And to me, that just makes sense. I don't know. You know, they have some kind of big event... Breath of the Wild sequel, you know, Splatoon 3 is going to run well on it. Uh, the Pokemon Legends thing. Uh, that's that's my uh, two mm. cents. I- I'm kind of iffy at getting things right at launch, too. I'd rather not do yeah. a headache yeah. of all the issues. Yeah. I'd like to. What you I-, I would pull the trigger, probably. Oh, okay. Well... Fine, Kayla. Kayla didn't answer, so uh, I think it's it's Mike. I've been seeing the the Mario edition one um, uh, all over restocks and stuff. I there's think a Mario. There's a Monster Hunter uh, one launching with the game too. Oh boy! Oh Looks boy! Looks kind of slick. This is the Switch sales podcast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Playing some Monster Hunter and, and talking about it on the pod would be. Uh, a lot of fun. How I much think. do those things run? Three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Depending on Rough. the the Mario one, the the one that's nice, where it comes with the Mario colors and the case and everything else. Yeah, nice two ninety. Yeah. yeah. Again, or, it's just hard because if we wanted to play together, we would both have to have one. Well, the Switch is a little a different Switch. in that sense. Yeah. A Switch now, a Super Switch later. I mean. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I was like, "Mm, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kayla gets the super switch. (laughs) She deserves it. She deserves it. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe uh, by the end of this month, maybe podcast number like 15 or something will be. Here's the switch. Look, look at what that looks like. Oh, boy. I'd love to play Breath of the Wild and Monster Hunter. Sounds like that's available on Switch, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming out in a few weeks. Well, shifting gears just a bit from the Switch to some more uh, rumors, speculation, and uh, video game nonsense. Uh, the Elden Ring leak 
so Elden Ring, if anyone doesn't know, um, is a highly anticipated from software game uh, from the people who brought you the Dark Souls series and and Bloodborne. Um, the big twist with this one is their first open world game, and they're working in collaboration with George R R Martin, who we know is real quick at releasing things as soon as, as soon as they're uh, even rumored, they just come out, right? So what we got was some some shaky cam footage of about uh, two minutes or so um, of actual trailer footage um, that something that was um, from the developers. It, it it's real bad. It's real ugly to look at, but people are eating it up. Um, have you checked it out at all, Mike? Unlike you, I respect Miyazaki-san and and everyone at FromSoft, and I have not looked at the league i've heard about it though uh, from what i've heard it's, it's dark souls with a horse uh what, what do you think <laughs> you're not wrong yeah it's it's there's a horse so that's that's the thing um mm. but yeah i think those those worlds are just so big and beautiful and dark and scary and you just this footage like i said it's it's a shaky cam it's like i think someone's like handheld camcorder pointed at a a, a monitor uh, essentially, and it's real cut-up vignettes of, of of a trailer. It's not even a full trailer. It's parts of various parts of a trailer or something like that. So I don't recommend anyone checking it out. I feel like it's only uh, kind of a, a disappointment. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing that's going to, unless yeah. you're the ultimate, like, I need to eat up anything. Um, this is at least a, a proof that it exists. There's there's a thing out yeah. there. It's it's quickly become like the last guardian of a moment where like people are like, oh, we haven't heard about it in almost two years. What do we, you know, what's wrong with it? Uh, Kayla, I'm interested in how your excitement level for it, because it has the George, the George R.R. R. Martin <clears throat> connection. Even if it didn't, I would be super excited for it, but it would. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be as difficult as the Dark Soul games? I mean, from what I've uh, Sekiro seems like it was t- r- the toughest, uh, at least for me. So I, I don't see them getting any easier. Yeah, I don't think it'll be one of the games that I play personally, but I am sure. super excited to watch Eric play it. It could come out sooner. I would be happy. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I that one's it's so weird with with Elden Ring. Out of all of the things that are upcoming, it's just. And I played, I played all the Dark Souls, I played Sekiro, I played Bloodborne, and for the most part, I've, I've loved them all. I'm, I'm like a Dark Souls 2, uh, supporter, like one of the only ones. Um, Defender, I oh, guess wow. would be the term. I'm, I like Dark Souls 2 as much as any of the other ones not named Bloodborne, basically. Oh. But, uh, I'm sure once it comes out, fine, but even like my hype level of like cyberpunk, or something like that, uh, while that was coming out before I knew it was a, a mess. Way, way higher than, than Elden Ring. I mean, how about Gosh, how much you might Cyberpunk, doesn't that seem so long ago? That was three years ago, I think, at this <laughs> point, right? We're coming up on an anniversary, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, running, running smooth now, I think, no. Um, <laughs> no, uh, sorry, your question was... Uh, uh, what is your... I mean, yeah, yeah, what's your excitement level? Um, I remember we watched that reveal together at the... E3 almost two years ago at the Xbox event, and I don't know. It didn't do much for me then because I, I, I guess I just, I just want something Bloodborne. That's that's what I really want. Or 
or even Dark Souls. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see what, what this new thing is. I want to see them come out and really show us gameplay and, and what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, and then they'll just, you know, pull the rug out and say, ah, it's Bloodborne 2. We lied. It was a big... And and here's also Ooh. the sixth book in the, uh, the Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> series. Yeah. We're just... We're, we're packaging them in. Uh, that's how... It, no, that's how you're going to be playing Elden Ring and be like, wait, Tar- Targaryen? Wait, what? Why Why are these names? Slowly <laughs> doling out the, the next book and inside of that. You have to read every item description to really get it all. Oh, God. Yeah. How many secret boss fights that you'd have to beat? <laughs> that's... Honestly, that's probably uh, more likely than us actually getting that, that sixth book. So, you know, I'll take it. But... That was all fun and games. What about you? Are you excited? Oh, me? I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just not. I don't know. I'm. I'm not as excited as I. I should, probably should be, just because I've enjoyed everything from. From. I guess from, you don't have a lot to go off of, really. You know. I mean, I've seen the most uh, footage of it out of the three of us, yeah. and uh, the footage. But the footage didn't uh, sway me in in one way or, or the other. It's just been for whatever. Yeah, since since like the original. Um, reveal and the rumors since then and everything else. Um, I want Bloodborne too, like Mike. I mean, or yeah. like I'd even take honestly Sekiro too. I I take something in a uh, much different direction, and this very much seems like medieval or fantasy. High, you know, yeah, it high seems fantasy. super high. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like not. Which I don't. It's not really my bag right now. I don't know. I I, I want that dark Thulu. Castlevania kind of setting of Bloodborne, but yeah, I think I think I'm in the same boat. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I mean, From just puts out bangers every time, so I'm I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna enjoy it and uh, talk about it on the spot. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, but uh, but you know, first they came for our potatoes, (laughs) and it was fine. Uh It's fine. Came for our potatoes, and it's fine. But uh, but then they came for our bunnies, our bunny boobies. And and it's not fine anymore. It's not fine anymore. Big controversy in in the world of bunny boobies. Uh, so Space Jam Two or Space Jam: A New Legacy, I believe, is the actual title. Um, kind of gained in some steam for all the wrong reasons lately. Uh, a lot of controversy over uh, some changes to some character designs and some characters left out. Um, it's all a bunch of ridiculousness. We're not we're not going to talk about that. But I. I wanted to uh, just talk about Space Jam 2 in just general terms. It doesn't seem like it's something we've touched on. It's coming out in July. Um, what's what's our excitement level? Do we have any excitement level at all? I, I think we're all fans of the original. Um, how about it, Kayla? Any, any excitement level? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about uh, you, Mike? Very little. Uh, def- definitely going to check it out, but... I don't. I just don't think it's going to have that same magic that that first movie had. It tied in so well with Jordan, you know, leaving basketball and then coming back. And I, I don't know. I don't know what the hook of this one's supposed to be. I like mean, just the same LeBron thing. will just Williams. change teams and then go back. He'll be on the Ron, monster. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. I, I would love for a twist like that. I mean, I don't think that's at all where they're going to go. I think it'll probably be pretty. Uh... Nor probably follow almost the exact same story, you know. Like, oh, I don't believe in tar- cartoons, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe in them now. I'm, I'm eager to see what the what other basketball players are gonna be in because in that first one, you know, you had 
Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, all kind of characters themselves within the game. I I don't know if there's players to, to equal that now with that kind of character to them. Maybe Draymond Green from Golden State or something like that could fit the the Barkley role. I don't know. I don't even I mean, know if the movie's going in that direction. There's definitely a lot of dudes in the NBA that are, like, charismatic and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know if it's going in that direction either. I don't know. I mean, like, a, a Steph Curry cameo or something would be a lot of fun. Or, yeah, a Draymond cameo or something. But, sure. Like, I mean, I like, just... there's, the, there's, the joke, there's that joke in the first one where, like, Barkley lost his ability to play and he's he's at he's like in church praying he's like I'll never date Madonna again and I don't think you can have <laughs> that kind of uh, a joke in this one uh, anymore. We'll see. I just don't think it was needed. I don't think they can recreate the magic that that was there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it it's it's crazy that this movie has been rumored for so long and and testament to LeBron for being able to remain <laughs> like the best player in the NBA uh, <laughs> and actually and see its release. Yeah. It's kind of wild to me that it, it's now coming out. I mean, like what took so long that, that aspect and just, um, it seemed like it just wasn't going to happen for the longest time. Like it just like, it was a rumor. Oh yeah, of course they're going to make the LeBron uh, space jam too. Of course they are. And then like you saw posters and stuff like that. Like, two, three years ago, and you didn't know if they were just, like, fake mock-ups or, like, legit yeah. like, posters or whatever, and then now, all of a sudden, it seems like it's, like, okay, it's a done deal, it's coming out in July, we got a release date and everything else. What do you guys, do you have a guess on how much this movie is estimated to cost or rumored to cost right now? I would think it's low. So like... would I. But let's say it's not. Oh, really? Seems like it's all like computer generated, like background from those screenshots in Entertainment Weekly, I think. Uh, but how how much? Well, it costs a lot to kind of you know modest uh, the the bunny. I think um, hundred sixty right. million dollars budget. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if that's a lot of LeBron uh, or some cameos we don't know about or or what, but. Um, Brand. Yeah, I was I was looking at that and that blew me away because yeah, like, everything we've seen is is I, what could it be? I mean, it's it's a cartoon movie. It's a it's yeah. what what are they spending it on? Wayne Knight. They do have a longer day. list of casts. Who who else is in the cast? Um, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, okay. Damian Lillard, Jim okay. Carrey. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. I should have done, done my research. <laughs> now I'm scared that this isn't very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if oh, it's got okay. that. I, I mean, mean, it's just Google. That's someone's dream Space Jam 2 cast. <laughs> <laughs> Reading Eric's diary. Oh, man. Yeah, Kyrie. That's that's interesting. I think you could you could do some some fun there. Um, if Clay Bay's in it, I'll... I'll Definitely watch it. Oh, Love Clay man. Thompson. Hit a three. Maybe he's in crutches or something. No, yeah. no, that's right. Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt, huh? Oh, so that's that's all for for the news um, section. Now we'll get into our our review section. We've been checking out a lot uh, between just the three of us. Um, Mike, seeing as uh, you were the only one to check out Coming to America, uh, let me know what what that was all about. Oh, you guys didn't watch it? Oh, no, no. no. 
Um, it was okay. It it exceeded my expectations. I I was excited for it, but I kept thinking like it's it it's never going to be coming to America. The original, which man, it's I I've been talking about this movie a little bit, and it's difficult to <laughs> to talk about with the the title uh, structure that they went. <laughs> <laughs> which one are you talking about? Got to use one? your hands. But, uh, uh, I I liked it overall. It it's a completely different feel to it. It's definitely more of a a family kind of movie. Eddie's daughter is in it, right? Oh, okay. She's because because they the the story is Akeem and his wife. Uh, I forget her name. Uh, have three daughters, and they never had a son. You know, mm-hmm. so he had an illegitimate son. Uh, at some point in his time in Queens, in New York. So he has to go find him, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would think one of his his real life daughter must be one of those uh, one of those three mm-hmm. girls. Yeah, I thought I saw an interview with with the two of them um, that they they did just you know what's it like working together that type of thing. Um, so is Eddie Eddie pretty good in it at least? Does he stand out in any way? Um, I mean, as like some of the side characters, like the barbershop crew, that those scene they're in a couple scenes and. It's just not those the, the barbershop scenes are probably my favorite part mm. of the original. So just to see that that group back together uh, is fun. Him as the as Akeem, I it, I don't I didn't like it. I didn't think Eddie was very good in this as the main character. The the actor who plays his son in this is is pretty good. I liked him a lot. He had uh, some of the funnier moments oh, man. Uh, in the movie. Leslie Jones plays his his mom in it and. He's fine. I, I, it's a lot of cameo heavy type stuff. You're getting, you know, James Earl Jones. There's a scene where uh, James Earl Jones wants to have a funeral while he's still alive. He wants to like be a part of it. <laughs> so he's <laughs> just chilling in a casket while he's still alive. <laughs> there's there's fun, absurd stuff in it. But if you got Prime, check it out. You know, yeah. it's on there. How long has it been since Eddie Murphy was in a movie? Uh, he's been doing stuff he was in that dolomite movie uh okay. what was that last year the year before dolomite okay. is my name is what, yeah. that, what that was yeah it followed um, a, a, the famous like black exploitation actor right it was kind of a biopic yep, yep. yeah and wesley snipes was in that and I've, I've heard that he was really good in that so i was like oh okay wesley's back he'll be good in this i i didn't like his character in this he's like uh the leader of the neighboring country called nextoria <laughs> Okay, sure, sure. And uh, he's kind of pressuring Eddie, like, hey, man, if you don't, you know, you're a weak nation. Like, if you don't get a son or something real quick, or your daughter marries my weird son, like, we're going to come fuck you up, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's fun. It's probably a little too long. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I want to do a double feature. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I really want to watch both of them. Um, you know, the rewatchables did did the Ooh. first one, and uh, I, I think that'll be a jarring experience. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, mm, yeah. I just listening to to all the coverage on on Eddie. I mean, from multiple different places. I just like he's a talented dude. I feel like he he doesn't get sometimes he does get his due. Like when you talk about oh yeah, like the most influential comedians and and stuff like that so every once in a while he gets his due but like just as a as an actor as like a creator creative like mind like 
I don't think he gets his due all the time, and and you know, hopefully he keeps it up. Yeah, he's definitely like kind of he's gonna do down. end up like he's finally gonna go back to stand up. Oh, really? Wow. That might have been like pre-COVID when I was hearing that last year, but I thought I remember he was planning on doing some kind of thing. And that would be interesting because his kind of acts, like hmm. you go back to Raw and Delirium, I find them very funny, but I can view them with a 1980s mindset, I guess. And uh, we'll see if, he, if his act uh, can evolve with, with the times. I'd like to, to see what that what that would be like. Yeah, I'd love to see it, honestly, because that's... That's what people always say, oh, cancel culture, things were better in the 80s or the 70s or whatever, when you could just tell a joke, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you you could still do it. We'll, we'll see if Eddie can, you know, like, where where he's at. But if anyone can, he's just uber talented. Him being back on SNL uh, a couple, one year back or, or more, um, he's great. I think they said he, he won an Emmy, I think I heard. Uh, so he's got something. Mm. But uh, nice. sticking in the uh, the comedy realm, we all checked out Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Kayla, I want I don't think we talked about it. we watched it, <laughs> and I don't think we like even really like had a conversation afterwards. What did you think? I, I... yeah, we kind of just were like, huh? Oh man, and and moved on with our day. Um, I didn't oh, hate man. it. Um, I liked it. Uh, I liked the weird, uh, musical part of it. <laughs> Thought it was funny, made sure. me laugh. I liked it. It just isn't as good as I think I had hopes, you know, when you tell me, like, putting Kristen Wiig and the Bridesmaid writer together, or a Bridesmaid's writer. I'm real pumped. Um, yeah, they I wrote got... it together. Yeah, oh. it, it was good. Uh, it just... Just was a little weird. So, Mike, oh, I think you it. might have. Yeah, okay. Ate up that hot dog soup. Ate all of it. I, I really, I really enjoyed this. Um, I showed Selena, my girlfriend, this the trailer for it weeks ago. I was like, oh man, this looks cool. You know, Kristen Wiig. We're big fans, and paid the twenty dollar price tag uh, for this one. Yep. And yep. It was, it was a fun ride. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Annie Momolo is is. Barb's actress's name, and uh, yeah, she was a writing partner with Kristen Wiig on Bridesmaids, and she she stole the movie for me. I'm Team Barb all the way. I, I loved it. Yeah, there's a little your... bit of a parallel there with um, Coming to America with uh, Kristen Wiig playing two characters. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, right, right. I forgot yeah. that she's yeah. Kristen Wiig plays the villain as well. Yeah, that was fun to see. <laughs> Kayla, Kayla caught it before I did. I caught it right away. I know okay. that face. I, I was it took me a while. It took me a while. Like, even after like, I said oh, it to wow, Eric, he just was like, "Oh, is that, that her?" Is yeah, it? I was like, "Is it?" I don't, I don't believe know. me either. So that's funny. Yeah, she was like, "That's Kristen Wiig," and she's like. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a great transformation. I mean, I did not know. I mean, I thought it just looked like a screwball comedy, and it, it was, but like, there's yeah. like a wild, like, secret agent esque, like, uh, subplot. Yeah. I mean, not even a subplot, a, a, the plot. The plot. Like, yeah, is... I guess I, I probably could have sure. done with less of that. I think that's the, the stuff I didn't like so much. Yeah, it was a little jarring, sure. I would say. Um, I thought, just, um, like, the opening scene of 
Armin Star in their place of work just chatting. I, yeah. I could have watched. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked I like them. Yeah, I I like the their scenes together. I I wasn't crazy about the villain. Yeah, yeah, I I think I I agree. They they were great together, and um, any any of those just like kind of fish out of water uh, scenes. Or, or the scenes where, like, they were in their element, like, go into their, like, uh, book club and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that that was that was good stuff. I could have, like, watched a two-hour, hour and a half. Club. Oh, the talk club. You're right. You're right. <laughs> like, all those people were, were so weird. Like, all their, their friends or frenemies or whatever. Like, that, like, the weird characters were kind of the, the way to go. Chris Wig playing two characters, both super weird. I liked, um, what's it, Jamie Dorman? Dorian? Yeah, from the Fifty Shades. Franchise. Yeah, um, I thought he was he was real real cool. I've never seen anything else that he's in. Yeah, I know he's he's the dude from Fifty Shades or whatever, but I thought he he was quite quite funny as like a weird yeah. kind of love interest. There's like a weird ninety eight degrees style like music montage in this. I didn't know if that was like the Miami type uh vibe they were going for that's what that's what it seemed like to me <laughs> i i liked i liked all the weird absurd kind of stuff in this yeah we just don't get enough like comedies like this anymore i mean it just seemed like for a while like judd apatow was just Ugh. cranking them out and comedies stuff like that and and then you had bridesmaids and in there as well it's few and far between at least in the last couple years it seems um and if oh, I don't know how how well this movie's doing, I I, I don't know. If, you know. Twenty bucks, twenty bucks, twenty bucks, whatever. Yeah. Hey, God bless them. I, <laughs> whoever greenlit this one, hey, thank you. Is is awesome. This is good. It's so weird. Yeah, it's just a weird. Like I'm I'm super down for just more weird weird comedies. I hope that they can can do that. And Kristen Wiig's just just great. You know, so she's charming and and funny. So. It is sitting at a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. That's reasonable. I think that's a reasonable score. Um, we gotta bump that up. We gotta get out We're there now and, officially and critics, I think. I think all, all you need to be critics oh, is just, like, get a, a podcast. Oh my god. So, I, didn't think it, I didn't think of that. Yeah. 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 So we're good. Yeah. We, 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 Terrible at being critical. Uh, send your screeners to <laughs> 2057. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, send it this way. I'll talk about this as early as you want me to. <laughs> Before you give me rights to do it, I'll just I'll just talk. I'll just keep going. Yeah. NDAs? Fuck that. What, is, what does that mean? Just letters. It's just letters. Um, That's all it is. So we've talked about Barb and Star. We talked about coming to America. Um, but something a little bigger also hit over this last weekend. Uh Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. We we talked about it quite a bit in previous podcasts. How we were pretty excited, um, and I think we all agree it didn't disappoint, right? Oh, but, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I um, did not know. I, I should have known, or whatever. I guess I haven't gone and seen like a Disney movie in in a while. Um, but the short film uh, ahead of it, Us Again, I thought that that was wonderful just i think the whole time i sat there just like losing my shit watching that i mean it's it's all music there's no words in it tells the story of a an old couple um kind of reconnecting to their 
younger selves through your music and dance. Rhythm. Um, and uh, Those baddies had rhythm. Man, I just... I feel like that's a that's a little short film that I could watch constantly, even though it's kind of sad. What, what did you think of that one, Mike? I had... When I was looking at the show notes, I had no idea what it was, because uh, on Disney+, Plus they'll separate the two oh. like a short from the movie. Oh. Uh, we, uh, we had a frustrating time getting our Disney app to work uh, on our main TV that night. And yeah, I think we were just like trying to get Raya on the TV as quickly as possible. And I didn't even think uh, of a short. That's normally like a, a Pixar thing. I guess this is the first short Disney's done in, in a while. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess you're right. Yeah, it is a Pixar type thing. So I was not expecting it whatsoever. And man, I, check it out! It's it's really good. Yeah, it's I, uh, it's fun. I hope it's on the end. Oh man! Uh, well, get Josh to pirate it or something. I don't. Know. Whoa! <laughs> so Josh does. Hey. Yes, Josh wants to act like a pirate. That's all. He doesn't do anything legal. Yeah, Disney, Disney. Sorry, but, uh, don't don't crack down. No. Speaking of pirate, Alan Tudyk, the pirate from Dodgeball, is the voice of Tuk Tuk. <laughs> of course, of course, the he is the voice creature. of Tuk Tuk. Oh, so Tuck Tuck is a wonderful little um, armadillo bug. What what is Tuck Tuck? I don't think he's an armadillo. He's got a fuzzy uh, face and not a big long nose or tongue. You're right. He's definitely a crossbreed armadillo something teddy bear of some kind. But uh, uh, yeah, Tuck Tuck is the animal companion of Raya, uh, who is a young girl who is uh, part of the the Heart Clan who have to protect an ancient uh, gem that could help save humanity at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that tells it. So we're done. We're done. That's Raya. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as we did. No, no. Um, it, it was so cute. Uh, the only thing I have to say uh, about it, I just wish there was some music. No music in this one. Till the credits. Oh, like actual, like, song. This thing moves, man. Yeah. They have, like, it's a kind of a cool high concept scavenger hunt kind of movie uh yeah after act and they need to get to boom tail spine you know <laughs> like for different parts of this this continent uh that has been ripped apart basically and everyone wants a piece of this gem and eventually uh it breaks and is it is split across the region yeah they do some cool backtracking you, you know, you start off in present day, then you get to see things that transpired uh, before um, the present day. But yeah, like you said, it, you use the term high concept. It, it really is. It's a little different than your normal Disney movie because you didn't have, like, a love story. You didn't have a character really grappling with, yeah, there's some family aspects, but not in the same sense as, like, uh, Brave as an example of, like, oh... You're the daughter, and you need to go find love or, or find your place in the world or that type of thing. No, it was just, it was really just like a high fantasy adventure. About trust. Working together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget. I think the movie I, is a great man. Yeah, yeah. It's all uh, all about, you know, unity and, and coming together um, for a, a common goal, um, a really important common goal. But, uh. It's, it's, it's great. I think, I mean, it's sitting at, what, over 
percent or something on on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Yeah, I think it was like ninety eight oh. last time I looked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really getting rave reviews. But I did want to mention its box office has been like really terrible, and I don't know if that's a. Uh, I mean. Disney Plus just released that they have over a hundred million subscribers in eighteen months. Yeah. Um. So it's it's some of the best growth of a streaming service ever. So that could be a, a factor. You you were able to purchase this movie um through Disney Plus for for thirty bucks through their premier access. Uh, hopefully people are because first off it, it's real good. I, I think we think all. So. Yeah, I think we all agree with that. But um, I mean, the box office. I was I was comparing to to Tom and Jerry, which came out last weekend, and Tom and Jerry is like yeah. lapping Raya. It, it's it's oh, kind of nuts. Dear, oh yeah, dear. yeah. It's a ninety-five well, Rotten Tomatoes, just to make that correction. What what do you guys think is a be a box office success after this last year and what's currently going on? With, well, with theaters. So the numbers are 8.6 million for Raya in its opening weekend. 8.6 million and uh, 26.2 worldwide. Um, so this is only the first weekend, 26.2. But Tom and Jerry in two weekends, two weeks in the box office, has eclipsed over 50 million. In its second week, it had already yeah. uh, pulled in... 8 million domestically and about 20 million worldwide. So just comparing them in its second week, Tom and Jerry is basically doing the same as Raya in its first week. So just like comparing the two, it seems like it's, it's kind of lapping it. And like, you look at their, like their Rotten Tomato scores or their, any, any review you look at and like Tom and Jerry's garbage. Like it's, it's, it's a bad movie. It's not a successful movie. And Raya is just, it's Disney at its like, Top tippy, right? I agree, man. Yeah, I, I, I walked away like, man, this might be my movie of the year, or at least my. If I would do like a top ten at the end of the year, I think this would definitely be in there. I, I've seen it a couple times now and really liked it. I think those, if they ever release Disney Premier Access numbers, I think it would have to be pretty high. I, but I don't, I don't know. Thirty dollars is is steep, but. You got a lot of big families out there that are dying to for on a Friday night to, for for a Disney movie to come out to put the kids in front of everything. There were only two other groups in there when we were there, like a mom and father and daughter, and then a mom and daughter, and then us. Right, you guys saw it in IMAX, right? How did that look? Yeah, Because I did. saw the movie. It was so colorful. I, it was so pretty. I, yeah. It almost... There were times when I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, is this like stop motion almost? It looked, mm-hmm. things look tactile. Like you could, the characters seem real almost. It, it, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Visually striking. I mean, the coolest thing is y- you touched on it. So it's, it's set in five different regions, essentially. It's five different nations in this kind of uh, fantasy world. And they get throughout the story, you get to, to see these different nations, um, and mostly in, in like, a, a distressed nature, but I, I think the world building and, like, the visual aspect of all those things was really a highlight. I mean, like, you got to see the little differences here and there of, of these different things, and, and seeing it in IMAX. I mean, just, like, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Sure. 
So that's Raya. I, I hope, uh, you know, whether you check it out through through Disney+, Plus, uh, definitely worth the, the premier access. Hey, share it with someone, maybe. Something, do something like that. Or go, be socially distanced, be safe outside. But um, it, it's worth checking out. Definitely a, a plus, I think, all of us. Really, you know, Mike, did, you said it might be your so far movie of the year at this point. It's up there with with Judas and the Black Messiah for me right now, which you know, which are two different <laughs> different films. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think I think I've I've thought about Black Messiah a lot since I've watched it, and I've I've thought about uh, Raya too. Yeah, Stick with me. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to check it out again whenever it becomes you know fully available to stream on on Disney Plus. Um, can't wait to check it out again. And I want to show it to people. I feel like it could be one of those things where I, I feel like Big Hero Six kind of is one of those movies where now Ooh. after time people have said like, oh yeah, that that was really good. Like I like it was kind of a forgotten gem. And I, I wonder if Raya becomes that maybe. <laughs> I saw Big Hero Six in an empty theater, <laughs> just just me and another person. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it might it might be that it might be that one that just. Sneaks. I think like Princess and the Frog is one of those two that people really enjoy, but like that was in that pre-frozen uh, Disney kind of world before they really blew up with their animation again. I hope not. I hope people like. I hope people go out and see it because it's really good. It's really good. Great voice cast. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran, I believe, is her name. Is is the voice of Raya? She was also a voice in Croods Two. It's it's really good. It's great. Yeah, I hope she gets um maybe a little boost from from that. I mean, she's kind of been she's a little Star down, Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, and she had a lot of controversy yeah. with Star Wars. There was a lot of backlash. A lot of people on the internet were not nice about yeah. her role in Star Wars, about about her, about her ethnicity. Uh, there were a lot of bad things on the really? internet, and it's it's really sad. She said, like in interviews, like, yeah, I was. I miss that person I was before, you know, during the filming of that movie because of the backlash of her care, like, and just how terrible the internet is. Uh, not you, the listeners, not you guys, but uh, <laughs> uh, the rest of them uh, yeah. can be real awful, rotten. And hopefully Raya, I mean, a strong female character, a strong, like, Asian female character. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, everyone can see that and that will be what people think of now with, with her. It could turn around her whole, you know, career, because she seems talented, wh- whether voice acting's the way to go or back to live-action stuff, because, yeah, she's, she's definitely talented, regardless of Star Wars, you know, kind of coming off the rails or not, whatever. Yeah. I did, before we get into, uh, you know, our wrap-up and everything else, I wanted to, with a little bit of time between uh, our two-hour marathon WandaVision conversation. <laughs> um, have you had a chance at all to, to think on anything? Anything Has it changed at all in your mind, uh, what you were feeling? I think we all rated it about a seven. Is it still kind of sticking the same, Nelson? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I kind of, a couple of those movies I said have stuck in my mind. WandaVision really hasn't. It kind of just, there was a highlight after, after episode six where I'm like, man, the possibilities, what can happen? And then you, it kind of turns into a, to a conventional Marvel kind of thing, which I'm used to, you know? So I'm like, ah, okay, that was fine. So I, I, I think it was fine. How about you guys? What do you guys feel about it? 
couple days. I was with you, Kayla. I know we had yeah. a little conversation, like, right after we got off the pod, actually. Um, but with a couple days later, have, have, has it changed anything for you? No. No, I liked it. So, I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I've been checking out... Um, some just reviews, checking out a little bit of the discourse on the internet and stuff like that, and I might, I might watch it again, check it out, something like that. Maybe even just a couple episodes or something. I, I want to give it another chance. Uh, I wanted to to really like it, and just kind of sort of liked it. So I, I might give it another chance because some people are really, really digging it, thinking it's a a real, a good take on grief. Uh, and really fleshing out Wanda as a character and, and those type of things. And I don't know that any of us felt that way, um, but maybe in another viewing, something will something will stick. So, so uh, before we, we fully wrap up, I want to discuss uh, episode 13, uh, which we'll be hitting, uh, we'll be recording this weekend, and we'll be hitting on the 15th of March. Um, we're going to play another game. Uh, so we're still hashing out exactly what that's going to be, but it's going to be a, uh, a fun game with uh, about five of the cast members, so so definitely check that out. That'll be, like I said, episode 13. That'll hit Monday, March the 15th. If you liked our, our game of Bomb and you liked some of our, our drafts, uh, be ready. This game so. is called Glum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just doing all things that rhyme with with bomb we're gonna run out real quick but uh you know we're gonna have a couple episodes of of material for that as we always do i would like to wrap up by asking you to please tell your friends about the podcast subscribe rate and review us on all of your podcast apps um we're on everything so uh give us a share and a like on all of our social media if you want to let us know how we're doing, send us a message on social media, or you can always go to anchor.fm slash machine of nonsense, and you can leave us a voice message and be like Jenny. In an earlier episode, we featured her on an episode. You can hear your voice on these internet radio waves. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to be give a monster? Yes. yes, yes. Give us your voices. Lend us your strength. We are nothing without you. So, for Kayla, for Mike, this is Eric. This has been The Machine of Nonsense. See ya. Hasta Luigi. See ya. Have you heard Ebro? I'm not a fan of Ebro. Yes, solid. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Wow. I like I've heard. His Ebro's a little bit better than the real Ebro. <laughs>